You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Davey Portman here with Up Next, part of Post Wrestling, and we have a very special edition of the show today, a bonus edition. We will be talking to your Nan's favourite wrestler. He is the ethnic quarter of British professional wrestling, the Bangra bad boy himself, Amir Jordan. Amir, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. That was a great introduction, that. Thank you very much. One take, one take. One take. Very well done. (laughs) Um, so, first of all, I'm going to start with uh, something very British. I, mi- I very much miss chatting to Brits, so we're going to mm. take it easy to start with. How's the weather? The weather, actually, it's been really nice the last few days, except today. We're in very much British style. It's uh, pretty grey and gloomy, even though probably about two hours ago the sun was out and I had my nephews over at my house and stuff and we're playing cricket outside um, and literally, like, an hour later, it's back to like windy and being a bit grey. So, in true British form. So typical, typical England. <laughs> Standard. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. But to be fair, with that said, this last week it's been really nice. It's actually been really nice. So that's good. Nice that, to hear. Um, yeah, it's that one. You know that two week worth of summer we get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think that was it. All oh, right, it's so it's, it's back to yeah. just uh, well, grey and gloom now. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah. So, uh, somewhere that isn't grey and gloomy is New Orleans, and that's actually where uh, myself and Amir met uh, back in 2014 for WrestleMania 30. Um, So, do you want to tell me a little bit about that week? Because it it didn't... Quite the story, isn't it? Yeah, it didn't quite go (laughs) as planned for you, did it? No, no. So, uh, I'll start... I'll start at the start, 
as you would. Um, so basically, uh, I was traveling. I was traveling with some friends, and it was actually the back end of a year that I spent in New York working after university. Um, this was before like started training to wrestle or anything like that. Um, but at the end of my at the end of my visa, I had like a month uh, where I didn't have to work and I could stay in the country. So me and three of my friends decided to uh, go on a you know good old American road trip and. The plan was to go from the West Coast through the South back up to New York, uh, where we were staying, and then go back home. And uh, ironically enough, it's quite coincidental, um, WrestleMania fell on during the time when we were actually in New Orleans. Uh, and my plan wasn't to go to WrestleMania at that time, to be honest. I'd kind of like, I'd follow wrestling, but I wasn't that much like I wasn't like into it obviously like I am now or like I was at times before so those three guys were like well all right we're going to be there it's going to be Wrestlemania whatever we know you like it we know you're a big wrestling fan um you better not mention wrestling you know we'll we'll go to New Orleans we'll have it we'll have a good few days and then we'll carry on onto our trip you know through 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 the south and then back up back up north uh, to New York so we get we get to the uh, to the world famous India hostel where we're all staying right in uh, in New Orleans, and unfortunately for them, I don't think they quite realise as well that WrestleMania it's not just a one day thing it's like a week long, you know. Event. Absolutely. Um, they didn't know that, so we get to this hostel and all they've got is uh, wrestling fans, right? Because Mania is Mania is like probably five or six days away. Yeah, um, I'd say 90% of the hostel were yeah. wrestling fans. Yeah, probably, yeah. And a good part of New Orleans, the whole city was, like, you know, filled with wrestling fans from all over the world. And that's, like, that's kind of like the magic of WrestleMania, right? Yeah. So, basically, we get, we're, we're, we're sat around the dinner table. Everyone's wearing, like, they had, like, a communal table in the middle, right? And everyone's everyone's got the wrestling T-shirts on. Everyone's talking about WrestleMania. I'm loving it. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, a bunch of wrestling fans. My three mates in the corner... I sat, you know, having a laugh amongst themselves because they're like, well, we kind of don't know what's going on here. So, we'll, you know, we'll kind of be in our little corner. I've, t- I've turned to these new people that I've never met before and we're all of a sudden mates because that's what happens in wrestling, right? You could be from, like, any part of the world or you could, you know, be complete strangers, but we all kind of come together with the love of wrestling. Absolutely. Um, which is, it's kind of magical. It's cool, pretty cool. Um so yeah, I can remember like one. Of, I think it was one of the Aussie girls was like, "Oh, so uh, where, where where are your seats?" Because everyone was talking about where they're sitting and what which events they're going to on that week and stuff. And I was like, um, "I'm not saying anywhere. We're kind of we're kind of just here for a few days, and we're going to move on, you know, as part of our trip." And like I remember, I had a I had my uh, John Cena Rise Above <laughs> Hate. You know, remember that black one? Yeah, the Rise I Above do. Hate T-shirt on. I had that one on, and. Um, Another again, like when I put that on, my mates were like, "What are you doing?" I was just like, "Listen, <laughs> if you're not like, if we're not, if I'm not going to Mania, if I'm not doing any of this, at least let me wear some wrestling t-shirts, right?" So, um, so yeah, she was like, "Where are you sitting?" I'm like, "Well, I'm not." And she was like, "So you're a wrestling fan? You're in New Orleans. WrestleMania is in New Orleans, and you're not going to WrestleMania." And I'm like, "Yeah, sounds sounds kind of wrong, doesn't it?" Um, and then I went away and had to think about it, and I was like, "Well." So we were part of like, we we had like a, we had like a rent a car 
and there was four of us and like throughout this whole trip we were splitting everything four ways right so like we'd go and stay in some youth hostel or some you know small hotel like a motel six or whatever um we'd split everything four ways we split like petrol four ways and all that stuff so i was just like yeah i'm i'm, I'm probably i'm probably gonna leave my mates behind and go to wrestlemania with a bunch of strangers and spend the week you know with a bunch of people that i have no idea who they are so like we went on a night out that night went ended up going to a what was that? Ah, there was that karaoke bar, Cats the Meow. Cats Meow, yeah. That one? Exactly. So, like, all three of my mates were absolute, you know, drunk at the end of the night, probably at, like, 1, 2 o'clock. And, like, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to tell them. <laughs> so I got, I pulled them aside. I was like, listen, lads, right, I'm going to WrestleMania. You guys go ahead on this trip, and I'll catch up, and I'll make it to New York somehow. Because, like, I had to get back as well, because, one, my visa was running out, and, two, like, I had a flight booked already to go home. Sure. So, so... They were like, "What the hell? You're gonna you're gonna leave us?" And then after a bit, they kind of understood. They were like, "All right, well, if it, you know, if it if it means that much to you, go ahead." And then like, I had to go, I had to go to the ATM, like the cash machine and stuff, and get money out and give it to them for like to cover like because we had like a week left on this trip. So I was like, "Look, here's like I don't I can't remember what it was. It must have been like two hundred or three hundred dollars or something." I was just like, "Look, this should cover like the rest of my like part of the trip in terms of like you know petrol and." whatever my quarter, you know, share was to cover expenses. I gave them that, and I was just like, all right, cool. So the next morning, we get up. I'm going to Mania. Bear in mind, I've got none of these tickets booked. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to find a way to, like, go to WrestleMania and go to all these, you know, events that everyone else is going to. I, get, I, I leave, like, my big suitcase with them in their car, and I keep, like, a little stroller with me. Um... I can remember, like, there was a moment... That I remember, like, the weather being absolutely lovely that week in New Orleans. It was incredible, wasn't it? Oh, it was beautiful, and, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, like, my three mates are like, are you sure, like, because, like, you're by yourself and you don't know anyone. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I'll be fine. Like, we'll see. It'll be all right, you know. People seem pretty friendly and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there was this, I just remember this moment of, like, standing there with my suitcase, like, with my little stroller thing outside the hostel... And um, my mate's just driving away, going out of the hostel and, like, taking a right. And I was just like, right, I guess I'm going to go back inside and try and figure out how to go to WrestleMania. And also, like, that hostel was full, just much like any other, like, accommodation that we in New Orleans, right? Like, That's right. everywhere you, was filled up. Didn't you remember. have to get up at, like, 6 a.m. every day to yeah, try and get a exactly. room? exactly. So, like, I went to the desk and I was like, listen, I need to stay here for another, like, six days. And she goes, right, well, the hostel's full, but if you wake up at, like, 6 o'clock every day and come to the desk, if there's any cancellations and stuff, like, you can, you know, you can stay you can stay in the room that's been cancelled. Um, which basically meant you, you might be able, you might have to, like, stay in a different room every single night, you know, for this five or six days. And I was just like, all right, well, I guess that's what I'll do then. And then, like, I remember, like, there was, there was like, the Aussie lads, and there was some, there was some girls, and there was yourself and stuff, and like, that's who I ended up like. That's we all ended up becoming like friends, right? That week. Yeah. Um, and then like they helped me like, the Aussie lads had like a, a one of one of their mates broke his leg or something. I couldn't go to like Hall of Fame, so like they ended up giving me his ticket. And I was like, I remember insisting like you got to let me pay something for it, but like they were so nice. I was like, listen, just just have the ticket, it's fine. Um, and then like I went on like StubHub and got like last minute tickets for WrestleMania and we ended up going to like we ended up getting like raw tickets and like I remember we ended up going to like one of the Ring of Honor shows that week as well. That's um, right. Yeah. Uh the yeah, Supercard Honor, wasn't 
yeah, that was it. That was the one exactly. And then like, it was just, it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, this is all, this is all kind of coming together here. And then like every night was, you know, going out on, uh, on Bourbon Street and everyone, everyone getting absolutely smashed. And, like I don't drink, I've never drank, but like even still, like I was out with everyone and it was a great laugh. Um, and then we'd come back at like three o'clock. Everyone would go at three, four o'clock in the morning. Everyone would go to sleep. I'm like, ah, I need to be up in two hours to make sure like I've got a place <laughs> to stay. Uh, for, and this happened for like the first two or three days, and then like the Aussie lads, I remember had like, they, so they had they, they ended up getting like a, a big room with two bunk beds, and uh, it was just them that was staying there, and they offered to like they were just like, instead of like risking you know not being able to stay somewhere for a night, why don't you just jump in with us? Because um, we've got like four beds and there's only two of us in this big room. Right. And I was just like, again, I was just like, if you you know if you don't mind like. You know, if it's, I just need a place to sleep. And again, like I remember, like I offered them money. I was just like, look, I've, I've got, you know, take some money. And they, they 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 insisted that I stay over like for free or whatever, which was again, it was great for them. And like I just remember like trying to put together the money. So like this year that I spent in America, I was an intern at like a bank and stuff, not making a lot of money, but I managed to like scratch together the money just to go to this go on this road trip. Um, so money was tight anyway. I remember like calling my sister and calling my uh, other sister. I've got two sisters and like borrowing like 250 quid each off them and being like, listen, like I need this money now. And like I had a job, luckily, I had a job set up in London. So I was like, look, I'm good for it, but I just need this money now. I'll pay you back in a few months, whatever. Um, so like they sent me the money across and stuff, which managed to obviously help me pay pay for the hostel and like. I mean, to be fair, like the stayovers in the hostel, they were like they were like twenty dollars a night or something. Oh it, yeah, it was uh, very cheap. Which is ridiculous considering like they could have hiked the prices up a lot if they wanted to, right? Completely because of like mania and whatnot. Um, so yeah, and like that's where obviously like that's where we met and like we ended up becoming friends and stuff. Um, we ended up going to like access together and stuff. It ended up just being a crazy week basically, yeah. where I didn't sleep. Um, at all and end up going to mania and then like that ended up being one of the best manias of, as well of like recent times um so yeah like and again like throughout all of this like i had no i had no like plans or ideas of ever starting to like you know go train or like start wrestling and everything and, like this was only like if you think about it this was only like four years ago yeah, yeah um exactly yeah so like i mean yeah, that, that 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 week was awesome. That that was it's, it's a crazy story because in the end, like I ended up like finding like a last minute flight um, from New Orleans to get back to New York. Stayed in New York for a few days, and then went over to London to start my new life um, in London. Really, I mean, I think that's um, one of the beautiful things about wrestling, and and people that don't follow it don't really get it. They always because I try and go to as many events as possible, and people are going, "Why are you spending all this money?" and it's not really about the shows at the end. It's that community it brings together. And I think you saw firsthand that week the what the wrestling community is like and everyone oh, helping you out, everyone knowing you're a fan and you're in New Orleans yeah. WrestleMania weekend and you're not going. Yeah. So yeah. it just shows what what great community it is. Oh, it was incredible. Like that, that, those, that, that week, like take wrestling out of it and that week just kind of like, restored my faith in humanity a little bit as well where all, oh, like i remember all of you guys were like oh that's so you've left your mates you've gone like they've gone and you're just here by yourself and i'm like yeah and then you guys were almost like it was almost like right come on come with us and like we'll spend a week you know we'll, we'll we'll help you out and stuff and like that's that's a really cool thing about wrestling um 
or just like human beings in general, I guess. It's just like, you know, that, that, that was that was a really good thing. And then we all, you know, we all ended up having like probably one of the best weeks. Oh, definitely. Best weeks ever then, definitely yeah. By it far. was awesome. Like, I'll always remember that week. Yeah. Um, just of how mental it was. And like, I just remember like standing at, because I ended up like getting a ticket to Mania and stood by myself. And I was just like, I'm here stood by myself, but I don't feel alone. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and just like the first, like, just stood there and then like that first segment was like rock austin and hogan and i was just i was just laughing i was just laughing to myself yeah. like the first 20 minutes i'm like what what am i doing here like what how has this happened this wasn't this wasn't supposed to go how it happened how it went but like i'm glad it has and then obviously you know that whole mania ended up being really good um and yeah, like all in all, incredible like looking back at it now it feels like a bit of a dream but yeah it was oh absolutely incredible experience um, you mentioned you were um, interning at a bank whilst being in New York and you had a job lined up in yeah. London. Now, obviously, yeah. working in a bank is pretty different from being a professional wrestler. Um, so your job in London, was that also in a bank? A little bit, yeah. It is a bit different. Um, yes, yes, it was. So, like, um, after I finished university, that's when I ended up doing this internship. And I ended, I ended up, I guess, doing a decent job uh, at this internship. And, like, the bank said that like you know there's an opening opening up in our new uh, in our london branch right so your visa's coming up you're going back to the uk um so if you want you know if you want there's a there's a, there's a job then it, it was it was well paid like i'm not from london i'm from like west yorkshire um it's like a small town just outside leeds and like you know even moving to london was a big deal for me um and you know it was a well-paid job and i was just like all right go on then like i guess what's 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 the next best thing from New York, uh, you know, and that would be London if, sure. if, 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 I, if I couldn't stay in New York either. So, like, I was just like, all right, I'll go to London then. Um, and, yeah, it was it was, it, it was a good job. It paid well. And, like, I, you know, I enjoyed, like, the London life as well. I ended up, I ended up getting, like, a really nice flat with, um, with a mate of mine. Uh, I ended up making, meeting him in, uh, during my internship. So like I ended up living with him and another couple in London, which was pretty awesome as well. Um, really good experience. Everything outside of work was a really good experience. The money I was making was good. Um, the job, just the office life, just wasn't. That wasn't for me. Became an expert in Microsoft Excel though. <laughs> so really good at Excel. I think in a lot of jobs. Um, really good at Excel. So, you say even after uh, New Orleans, you you didn't have the appetite to be a wrestler, like it, the thought didn't even cross your head. No, but um, how do you go from being in a nice flat in London with a well-paid job, being a banker, to thinking, hey, this professional wrestling, maybe that's something I should give a go. What yeah, was the kind of inspiration uh, for that? It's, it's a real weird one. So, like, um, where well, it feels weird thinking about it now, considering, like, where we've ended up and stuff. But, like... Um, I spent like a year, year and a bit, uh, working in London and stuff. And like, I was like, I think I was like 23 or 24 at the time. And, um, it was just, it was just that thing of, right. I guess, I guess this is the rest of my life now. Then, you know, I guess, I guess I've, I keep this job, uh, you know, I get promoted here, I start making more money here and like, you know, find a nice girl, settle down. I don't know, like buy a house, get married. Is that, is that it? Is that, is that what's supposed to happen? And like. I'm from like a very traditional, like a very traditional Pakistani family. Like 
I immigrated when I was young, so like I'm kind of like first generation myself. I moved to the UK when I was four, so like you can imagine, like my parents are very, very much like that classic Asian like immigrant mentality and stuff. So like very traditional upbringing, and like that's what you do. That's what's expected. You go to university, you get you know you get a decent job, you get married, you have kids, you buy a house, you live happily ever after, right? Sure. Um, and that's where I was going towards, except like it was just. I didn't want, that's not what I was looking for. That's not what I ended up, you know, I was just like. So basically you, know you didn't find a girl and you thought, fuck it, I'll be a wrestler. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, basically. Well, that was it. It was just like, well, you know, there's no, no girls want to go out with me. So I'll just, I'll go to the, I'll go to the one profession, you know, where like, you know, there's loads of chicks and stuff. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, it, it kind of all changed where I kind of got sick of like doing the same thing over and over again. Um, every day and like I wasn't in the best shape like I used to smoke as well um, cigarettes uh, and I like I was I wasn't in the best shape I wasn't eating the best and I was just like right like I need to get myself in shape and this was before again this was before anything like wrestling related came about I was just like right okay I'm gonna make a change in my life I'm gonna quit smoking I'm gonna try and get myself in shape I'm gonna lose this dab that I've got like oh all of this, all of this stuff, kind of came along just with, just from the thought of like, all right, I can't, you know, I can't just carry on living like this kind of thing. Not that like, you know, again, I had a good life; it was it was decent, but it's just it's just not what I wanted. I started doing that, and then like my mate, who, well, oh, you he was like a big gym cut out stuff, a bit so there. Sorry. A Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, you were saying about your mate. Yeah, so like he was he, he was like a big gym gym guy. And he kind of like helped me, uh, helped me get in shape and stuff, and like taught me how to work out. So like I'm doing all of this stuff at like 20, 23, 24 years old, where I'm like I'm teaching myself how to work out at twenty three, which is crazy. Um, but it was just it was just a thing of like you know it's something it's something that's inter- that's that interests me, and I want to make a change and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like it was just like right, I'm starting to see some changes. I'm starting to get in decent shape, right? With all these changes that I started making to myself, I was just like, right, let me let me try and see, you know, maybe I could do something different. Maybe I could do something that I always wanted to do that I never actually thought that I could do. And, like, that's where wrestling came up. And it was that thing of, like, you know, I've always loved wrestling. I've always, you know, been a massive fan of it. Um, let me try it. Let me see what Let me see what I can do. And for me, like, the biggest step was just, you know, going to a training session. That was, like, the first, like, all right, I will have achieved my goal if I can just get myself to like a training session and go inside the ring and do something. Sure. Do, do, take a bump or, you know, do some, I don't know, like whatever it was. And like, it was, it was that case of, all right, let me find, let me find a school and stuff. And like, even I, I used to wear glasses and like, even, even to the point of thinking like, all right, okay. So like for me, what, what a big, and this sounds silly now, but like what a big deal for me was like, all right, well, I can't wrestle in glasses. So I'm going to need to get contact lenses. So I, up, I remember going down to my sp- local spec savers and being like, I need to get some contact lenses. And like, they were like, all right, you'll need, to, you'll need to teach you how to put them in. And you have to do like a trial and do, they do like a test and stuff to see if you can put the uh, contact lenses in and stuff. I ended up having to do like three or four different visits because I found it so difficult, like touching my eye. Um, but it was just that thing of like, I can't wrestle if I don't, you know, get these contacts. And it was that. It was almost that fear of like, well, I can't fall down just because you know I can't. I've got a fear of touching my eye, so like, that was like three or four visits to the uh, to the spec servers, and finally the woman was just like, all right, you've 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 been here four times. 
you can you know you can put your contact lenses in it's fine here here's a bunch of lenses off you go so i was like all right great awesome that's another step done and then just whilst like i was searching and stuff like i'd listen to like wrestling podcasts and all that stuff and like they'd always talk about schools and like the one school that would always come up in conversation was like one of the best schools in the world is like lance Storm's, you know wrestling academy in, in calgary um and i was just like all right cool like i've got a bit of money saved up um let me get in touch with lance and you know see what's going on so i emailed lance um he replied back and said that obviously i'm full for like the rest of the year this was so say this was like march i think this must have been like april 2015 and he goes i've got an opening in like the january 2016 class if you want to you know if you want to wait that long and i was just like all right cool i'll wait till january i've got like eight or nine months i'll save up my money and you know well, you know, I'll try and get myself in as, as good shape as possible. Um, and then during this eight or nine months, I was just like, well, I need to find, I need to find a school to train in. So like I can train, I can maybe like, I can spend like six, 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 six or seven months training um, and try and get good, you know, try and try and just learn the ropes. Maybe, you know, maybe try and figure out, you know, what this is all about. And I'll be better prepared when I, when I go out to Lancers. So just doing my research and stuff, I ended up coming across like the Progress Wrestling School. At that time, I didn't know much about like British wrestling, um, but it was actually my mate that uh, that pointed me in that direction. Um, the school was in um, the school was in Brixton, just south of where I live, where I was living in Elephant Castle, and um, so yeah, like I ended up I ended up going through like their beginners class and stuff. Hold on, sorry, just one sec. There's someone at the door. No problem. One second. Phone bill, phone bill. Word interviewer. I don't know, I'll be, I'll be there. Sorry, man. No, no worries. Not just my dad. <laughs> just, just trying to see if we cut that one out. Um, where was I? Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, so like, yeah. I ended up, yeah, the progress school. So it was just down the road, and like, they had like a beginners, intermediate. They had like a whole class system where you go like beginners, intermediate, advanced, and stuff. So like, I went down there, obviously again, not knowing anyone. Um, but there was like 18 and 19 kids in this beginners class. It was like an eight-week intensive course where you go through like bumps and rolls and all that, all that, all that cool stuff, right? Um, so I was just like, "Yep, yeah, I guess I'm here." But like the trainer that, I, that uh, my trainer uh, Daryl Allen, like he put us through our paces because his his mentality and it's. I mean, it, I agree with it as well. It was like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you through the paces now because I want to make sure that you wanna you actually want it." and stuff so it was like a lot of press-ups a lot of squats a lot of sit-ups all that stuff um and like i said like i was training with my mate at the time so i was like i was getting myself in decent shape and stuff i was like losing weight and i was getting like you know getting like my cardio was getting good and stuff so like i went through all that stuff and like it was just like that those six or seven months training at the pro um were really were like really cool that like, it was a really good experience just like learning the ropes and just learning the basics from the foundation up and I, like thankfully uh, and big thanks to like Daryl as well like he gave me like a very good basis and a very good foundation um you know to build upon from uh, and yeah like their classes ended up like so that school's open like seven days a week and he still runs it it's, it's not run under the progress uh, banner anymore it's run under like knuckle locks academy um and he, he always has like really good um really good seminars and stuff and like he runs seven days a week and that's always been the case so like for me it was awesome i was just like oh like a place where i can go and train every single day like how cool is this and like 
literally after after taking like the first bump or like the first two two or three sessions, I was just like I, I was I was addicted and I just it was almost like a drug addiction. I was just like I need more of this. I need to uh I need to train and I need to train and get good and like you know become you know become as as good as I can be in the next five or six months. Um, and like outside of that, like obviously I was doing my job and stuff. So like I'd finish work, I'd get on the tube, I'd go straight to the school. Uh, the classes would be like from six to nine every single day um and then like i'd come home eat and go to sleep again and then do the same thing the next day and like me and my mate were going to the gym like before work so we'd get up at like half six some days um in the morning and like get to the gym before work and stuff um so like i remember those days just being very busy and very tiring but like also at the same time very fulfilling where i was just like this is it man like i'm, I'm doing it like it's just that you know I was getting encouragement of like, oh, I'm making this, I'm making this work. I'm, I'm knackered. I'm, you know, whatever. But I'm coming along and stuff. And like, it was almost, it was, it was always that thing. And like, I've always had like a pretty strong work ethic just outside of like wrestling and stuff in terms of like what I've done. And I always thought, right, if I can, you know, if I can bring the same work ethic into this, like, I can make something happen. Maybe I don't know. And that, I mean, at that time, that something was have one match, get on a show. And, like, throughout this whole process, it's always been, like, step by step, right? Take it one step at a time. Now I've done this. All right, let's do this. All right, let's do that. And it's, at that time, it was, all right, maybe I can have a match before I go out to, like, Canada and stuff. And um, did, do you have a match before Canada? Yeah, I did. I ended up having I ended up having my first match in November 2015. Um, it was, like, four or five. I think it was, like, five months into training. Uh, I ended up like going through like the beginners and the advanced uh, and the intermediate classes up to like the advanced classes and stuff. And I remember Daryl coming up to me and being like, "Right, well, we've got this like trainee type show. It's like a small progress show that they run just for the trainees and stuff. Almost like a, it's almost like an open mic night for wrestling shows, um, right. where like you know a bunch of trainees uh, that they think are ready to have like their first match." get in there and there's like they have like a bunch of guys that are on the scene as well that come that come over and stuff is that potential yeah that was potential it was potential three i think it was that was on um and yeah like i ended up having a tag team match there with uh it was it was against my trainer daryl allen earl black jr and it was me and a lad called aj benjamin who's not wrestling anymore but he was like and he ended up becoming like a decent friend of mine um and like yeah, it was just that thing of like Daryl came up to me and goes, right, well, I we'll, we'll push for you to get onto this onto this card and you know have your first match and stuff. And I was just like, oh, sick, it's <laughs> pretty awesome. Um, and it was just you know it was one of those things where looking back at it now, I remember being at work that day just being like a complete nervous wreck, where all I had on my mind was like I'm going to be performing in front of these people and like I didn't even have gear at the time. I remember like myself and uh aj ended up like we ended up borrowing daryl's gear that he used in the tag team that he had with aj singh like years ago um and they were like they were like these gold trunks that he had like these yellow gold trunks and I ended up like borrowing boots from daryl as well um but the, the the coolest thing was like we were in the back and we had like matching matching gear and stuff and everyone's just like well, you know, at least you guys look like a tag team. Uh, I was, like, so nervous in terms of, like... And, again, like, I wear long tights now as well. I've always been more comfortable wearing long tights when wrestling. Um, wearing those trunks was just... It was, yeah, it it was uncomfortable at the time, but it was just one of those things where it's just, I've got no choice. I've got to, I've got to do it, so that's so what I'm going to do. Sure. Um, 
and yeah, like we went out. I remember uh, even like trying to figure a name out and stuff for myself. And like Dow was like, "All right, you gotta think. You gotta think of like a. You gotta think like a cool wrestling name and stuff." And like everyone always asked me this as well, like how'd you come up with a name like Amir Jordan? Um, and it was it was just a case of like I remember like sitting down with Daryl and thinking about you know names. And I, I'm not very creative at all. And I was just like, "This is gonna be difficult." And it was just that thing of like. Okay, so like, you're 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 a British Asian lad, right? So like, you're gonna you're gonna need like that type of a name, and I was just like, all right, cool. Like, I'm Amir Khan's like the boxer that everyone seems to know. So like, I guess I can take his first name. Amir's like a cool, you know, cool first name. And then like, I was stuck on the second name. I remember like Daryl saying like, you know, think of like a name of a place, like you know, like like an Asian place or like an Arab place or something like that. And I was just. I remember opening up like Google Maps and looking through like a bunch of countries and stuff in that area. And I was just like, none of these seem to fit. These, this is this is the worst. And then I came across like the country Jordan, um, and I was just like, oh, you know, that seems to work. Like I made I made Jordan. And, like I remember Daz being there as well, and he was just like, yeah, that works. You can that 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 seems good. Let's go with that. And I was just like, all right, cool. That's what we're going with. And then that's how like the name came about. Um, and be obviously stuck till now. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, so I think it really fits you. And also, you're saying you wanted that kind of uh, Asian British thing. So not only is Jordan like a country, but it's it's a standard yeah, yeah. like British first name as well. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It works well. um, and it was that thing, and like it's one of the things that Daryl said as well. And like Daryl's been around for a few years and he's been on the scene and stuff. He was just like. You want to think of a name that's like easy for people to pronounce as well, and like you want you want you want a name that's easy to read, easy to pronounce, and like especially you want a name that's easy for like ring announcers to say and stuff. Um, just because, like, again, like especially if you've got like a, if you've got like an ethnic sounding name and stuff, sometimes it can be difficult for like people to pronounce. So you want to think of something that's like easy to say, people can recognize and stuff, and like. It, Everything seemed to fit, and I was just like, "All right, fine. Like, we'll go with that. Stick with it, whatever. And I'll get used to it. Like, now I have like I've gotten used to it now. Like, it, it's whatever. It's just people just call me by my people just call me a man now. It's just like, yep, yeah, cool, that's me. Um, so yeah, like that's all that how all that came about. Um, yeah, and then I ended up having my first match. I remember me and AJ sitting down and thinking, right, well, what kind of music do we want? Like, what are we as a tag team? And it's just like. At that time, no one cared. Like there was just like it's just, just we're gonna be two young trainees that no one knows who they are. But like in my own mind, it was like the biggest moment. It was just like you know, what what are we? What are we gonna be like? You know, what's our music like? And I'm there trying to you know going through songs and stuff. And um, I remember Earl Black Jr. again, one of my opponents in that first match, being like, "Oh, why didn't you try this?" And it was um, it was a Rage Against the Machine song called Renegades of Funk. Um, at that time, like I would like now, I'm like a big fan of it. At that time, I didn't really know who they were and stuff. And like, I listened to it and I was just ah oh, yeah, this sounds really cool. So like, we ended up coming out to that. And like again, in my own mind, I like I had it where like we come out when it drops, and then when it drops again, that's where we're where, that's when we're on the ropes, you know, showing out and stuff to the crowd and all that stuff. Um, again, in my own mind, it was a massive deal. To everyone else, it was probably like all right, yeah, whatever, just get in the ring, you know, come on, let's see what you can do type of thing. But Again, for for me, like it was like this could be the only match I ever have, so I'm gonna enjoy it and I'm gonna you know have as much fun as I can. Absolutely. And um, 
So then you transitioned to Canada. Uh, yeah, what was that so move like? like? Uh, again, it was. I, I mean, that's it. Got to that. That's when it got to a point where I was quitting my job and stuff, and like kind of dropping everything and taking my savings out over to Canada. And um, it was a big move, but like that first five or six months at the pro show kind of cemented it for me. It's just like, right, this is something that I can take seriously and stuff. And like, I remember Daryl pulling me inside and saying, like, you know, like you've got potential. There's something there. So like, you know, you work hard and stuff and all that stuff. So he kind of gave me a bit of confidence in terms of like, all right, I can, you know, I might be able to make something of this, whatever it is. Um, so I quit my job and stuff. And I told my parents at that time, like, at that time, I didn't tell my parents I was going out to wrestle. Uh, for training and stuff. I told my sister, but as far as my parents were concerned, I was going out there for work and stuff. And, like, it's just no one knew. None of my mates knew at home and stuff because it was one of those things where I was just like, if I if I actually don't make this work, I don't want to go around telling people that, oh, I'm training to be a wrestler and then, like, it not happen and then I have to explain, oh, no, it didn't work out because I quit or, like, you know, I came back and I'm going to go back to, like, you know, working in a bank or whatever. Um, so I just wanted, like, I, I kept it really quiet. And the, especially, like, in my town and where I'm from as well, like, it's almost, it's not the done thing. So it was almost, like, I was a bit nervous or, like, afraid of, like, what people would think about it and stuff. And, like, and this has been, like, a common theme throughout this whole thing where it's just, like, professional wrestling is not really the done thing generally for most people. Um, but especially when you come from, like, a traditional Asian family and, like, you know, you have mates that are from, like, the similar type of background. It's not, you know, it's seen as... Well, it, they'd just be like, well, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, what are you going to do now? Like, you know, you know you, you're going to wrestle? You're going you're to throw, like, everything you've worked for away and, you know, go pursue this? So, like, at the time, just not wanting to, like, hear any of that stuff, I was just like, right, I'm just not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to do it myself. Um, and then, yeah, I remember, again, like, going home for Christmas that year... And then, like, saying bye to my mom and stuff and, like, flying out. Like, I I went out from, like, Stansted Airport, I think. And, like, I remember walking around Stansted Airport just with, like, a sinking feeling, thinking, I've just quit my job. I've just quit my whole career. And I'm going out to Canada to, like, learn how to wrestle. And it kind of, like, sunk in just walking around, waiting for my flight around, like, like duty-free and stuff. And it was just like, yep. This is this is what's happening now. You've booked your ticket. You got to go now. Uh, you kind of you've done it now. Um, and again, not completely sure of myself at all um, in terms of you know having made the right decision. Um, but yeah, I went out there and like I remember like Lance came and picked me up from the airport and like I ended up staying in like so like he owns he owns a house out there where he rents it he rents it out to his students and stuff. So like it it I just. It just ended up being really good. It just ended up being like a really good experience, and um, like Lance's Lance's classes run from like Monday to Friday, um, like three hours every day, and like he was really good. And like we we started from the complete basics, worked up to like having matches and stuff, and like it ended up being one of the best experiences out there. And like our class was pretty cool as well. We all ended up becoming friends, and like you know, there's certain guys from my class out there that I'm still friends with today. Um, so yeah, like that Calgary experience was awesome as well. And how many were in your class, and were they all from Canada or all over? Like, um, I think we had like twelve people. There was three Brits. Uh, there was a bunch of Americans. There was a few Canadians. We had a Swedish lad, and we had an Australian lad. So it was a bit of a mix. And you all lived together as well. 
Um, four, five of us lived together in a house, in like Lance's house that he rented to us, and uh, the other six or seven ended up like finding. So like Lance has got, he's got like contacts around the city and stuff where um, landlords and stuff where he can, he can rent his students' flats out to and stuff. So like they all stayed there and, and all that, but like after classes were over and stuff, like we'd always go out to eat and stuff, and like it was a really good. Like, it ended up being like a really good you know, good group of lads to hang around with and stuff. And, like, the lads that I lived with as well, like, um, I ended up becoming, like, really good friends with them. Because we're all kind of, like, it was that thing of, like, we're all doing this together, right? We're all in, like, the same boat. Um, so, yeah, it it, it 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 was a really good, like, those three months were really good. Sweet, nice. And yeah. how did the, did the training differ from uh, the progress um, school? Yeah, like, okay, so, like, the stuff that we did at the Progress School, like, it it was a very, like, British way of teaching, um, and that was really good. Uh, Lance's way is a very, like, American style of teaching. He'll teach you, like, a very WWE type of style, um, which is, again, really good to know as well. Um, and, like, sidetrack, just, like, generally speaking, like, it's best always, like, you want to learn as many different styles as you can, Um and like Lance's, that that that's the way Lance taught because that's how Lance was taught, um, and yeah, like it was very much based based upon like storytelling and you know selling and how you know how to how to entertain a crowd, um, like you probably learned how to do, um, and it was you know it was it it was very different. It was a very different way of learning it, but it was good for me to have like both kind of have been taught like both both styles so to speak um, coming in. I was like, I was very fortunate to be brought in. Like, I think I was brought in a very good way in terms of like the training that I had in the first year. I think that that's like important for anyone coming in. Like, especially your first year is very important in terms of how it shapes your mindset and the way you think about wrestling for the rest of like your career. Um, and like I said, like luckily for me, I had a very good, I had a very good start, a very good foundation in that first year. Nice and. Uh, were you wrestling matches out in Canada as well, or was it just purely training out there? Um, so the first three months were training, and then like Lance always encouraged us to go help out at like the local shows and stuff. And there was a local promotion out there called PWA, um, and like we'd always go and like help out there and stuff, and like show you know show that we wanted to like you know wrestle for that, you know wrestle for the promotion and stuff. Um, my plan going out to Canada was actually to stay out there because I was I was on like a two year work visa type of deal. Um, again, not knowing you know what I planned on doing after or whatever. I kind of you know I was just like, all right, I might end up staying out in Canada for two years. And um, once Lance has finished, I ended up like emailing a bunch of promotions and you know using my contacts and stuff to try and like try and find some work. And then I ended up for the next three months, I ended up like working quite a little bit you know around Canada and stuff which was pretty cool um I got some good experience um I ended up working for that uh, for PWA for the local promotion in Calgary they ran shows in like Calgary and Edmonton I ended up going out to like a place called Kelowna which is in British Columbia because there's a promotion that runs out there um that was like I remember that bit like I did that twice in three months and it was like a nine-hour drive across like a time zone Jeez. but it was like it was it, yeah, it was like through the Rocky Mountains, and it's like one of the most beautiful drives like I've ever done in my life. Like it was amazing. Um, and then there was another company called HIW, which was based in Saskatchewan, which is like nine hours in the other direction from Calgary. Um, 
and like that drives a bit different because it's all flat through like the central center center of Canada and stuff. But again, like it was all part of the experience. And like whilst I was getting wrestling experience, I was getting like you know travel experience as well. I was making all these friends, absolutely uh, across across the country, and you know wrestling and kind of like you know living out this dream. And like again, like looking back at it now, it, it, it's sounds pretty crazy but like at the time when i was there i was just like all right well this is what i've got to do so this is what i'll do and when when you're kind of in it yourself like you don't you don't really think about like you know how crazy it is that you're doing this of course yeah um so yeah like i spent i spent the next three months doing that until like i realized right like i'm kind of running out of money um and like the british scene seems to be kicking off which it had been for like a few years before that as well and I was just like, right, it's probably smart for me to move back to the UK um, and, like, try and, like, make my way into, like, British wrestling and see what I can do out there, um, see what I can make of myself. I don't know. Like, again, at the time, like, I wasn't fully confident in my abilities. I mean, who is that early into the career? Um, so, yeah, like, and then it was that choice of, like, do I move back to London and go back to, like, the progress school where I know everyone or, like, do I move back home? Um move back home to my parents' house and stuff. And, like, again, like, my parents, at that time, I think I'd lived away from home for about three and a half years where I'd been away from them. And, like, they were very eager to try and, like, have me back living close to them and right. stuff. And, like, it's just a way, like, it's just, I think it's, like, a very, like, Asian parent thing. I don't know if it is or not, but, like, with my parents, like, they were always, they always encouraged me to stay at home. They right. always encouraged me to be around them and, like, I think it's just the way they were brought up, so like that's how they expected me to be. Except like I always wanted to like go travel the world and do all these things. Um, so it was almost with like an eye of thinking, right? Okay, well I've been gone for three and a half years. I'll move back home, um, and then like just looking at a map as well, and just being like, right, I'll be central because Yorkshire's a very central to the country. And, like if I ever do end up becoming, you know. If I ever do end up with wrestling and like doing anything, you know, of note in wrestling, I'll be well placed to travel north, south, east, or west. Um, and that's a, like that's a good thing about like my town. Like it, it, it hits like the M62, which goes across the country, and it hits like the M1, which goes like north and south, really nicely. And I was just like, it was almost. And at that time, I was just like, you know, who am I kidding? I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna be a busy wrestler. But you know, why not? You know, just try and whatever. And then. I figured that like, I'd save some money by living at home as well, and like my parents would be happy as well that I'm close by and stuff. So I kind of like made that decision, and I think it was in July of 2016 is when like I flew back home. Right, and at this point, your parents still didn't know you were wrestling at all. So like, no, so like I can't. Yeah, so like I remember uh, the first match I had in Canada when I came out of Lancers. I uh, I kind of like put on Facebook saying right. This is what I do now. This is this is this is my thing. This is what I'm doing. And then that's when like everyone kind of found out, and everyone right. was just like, "What the hell? What, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, what are you doing?" I remember like one of my mates calling me uh, from like college and stuff. Like, it was just like, "What's all this? What's this I'm seeing? Is this a rib? Is this a joke?" Like, <laughs> and no one kind of like you know, everyone was taken aback. Everyone was taken like by surprise by it. Um, but it was that thing of like, all right, if I'm having my first match and if I'm making a real go at this, like now I feel a lot more comfortable telling people. Sure. Um, so like that's why like it was plastered on like Facebook and stuff, and like everyone was like, what? And then like I remember like speaking to my mum about it, and she was just like, oh, so this is what you've been doing? And I was just like, yeah. 
And then, like, my dad kind of, like, she kind of told my dad, but, like, I don't know, like, it's always been a bit, like, I've always had a bit of a strange relationship with my dad anyway, and he was just, like, I kind of just, like, I kind of avoided talking to him so that, like, the conversation <laughs> wouldn't come up. Um, I feel it sounds and, like, like a kind of kid hiding like, a tattoo from their parents, it, that sort of it, thing. It really was. It Basically, that's what it was. It, that's, that's what it was for a while. Um, up until very recently, you'll be, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but, like, it kind of, it was just that thing of, like, I'm going to do this anyway. Like, whether anyone, like, whether it's a done thing or not, it's just, it's this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm going to do. And, like, so it kind of, like, yeah, everyone kind of found out about it, whatever. And, you know, whether they liked it or not, I don't know. If no one mentioned anything or, like, whatever. Like, my mate called me and was just like, what the hell are you doing? You're going to get hurt. You know, why, why'd you quit your job and your career and all that stuff? And I was just like, well, that's what I want to do. And it was just like, all right, I guess, go on then, good luck, whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, like, it brought me back to, like, it brought me back home to West Yorkshire. Um, and, again, like, I ended up, like, finding a job in Yorkshire and stuff, in Leeds, and, like, trying to make a bit of money while still, you know, doing this wrestling thing. Um, and then, like, I found a school locally um, in, in, a, in just outside Leeds, called Grapple, that's where like uh, El Liguero and Matty Jones trained there, and I, like those are the guys that I ended up like training with initially um, and I started doing like the smaller shows locally for Grapple and stuff in 2016 um, and then like there's a there's a camp show company called uh, Mega Slam who run like a bunch of shows around the country and like they got in touch and then like for the rest of like that year I kind of like consistently trained worked at Manchester and like tried to like wrestle as much as I could um, and what were you which doing ended up being pretty at the time um, I found a job again it was like a local account in firm in Leeds right. um, I ended up getting a job at like KPMG uh, just because like I was well qualified and stuff and I had like work experience so again like the job that I found ended up being pretty decent um, I lasted like three months in that job or four months until again I quit and I was just like right okay I want to do the summer camps so like I'm going to I'm gonna quit this full-time job. And I came home and told my mum, and my mum was just like, what the hell are you doing? Because, <laughs> um, again, at that point, for her as well, she was just like, oh, it's just a wrestling phase, or he's just going to do it part-time. And it'll just... she, her, her thing was like, oh, so, like, you know, you'll just do this, like, once a month, right? Like, you, you'll wrestle once a month, and you'll do your normal job and stuff. And I was just like, no, you need to, like... I was just like, I don't think you quite realise, like, what I'm planning to do with this, or, like, what I'm hoping comes out of this or whatever. But, like... I want to, and I've always been the type of just like, if I was going to do this, it was never going to be like a hobby for me personally. Anyway, it was always going to be like, right, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and take it as far as it goes, wherever that is. But like, it's never going to be through a lack of effort from on my part, or it's never going to be like, oh yeah, I'm just kind of doing this for a laugh. Um, so like I quit my job again. Um, she was annoyed. Uh, just like, look, whatever I'm like, I need, I need to, I need to do this. Um, I ended up getting like a job at my mates who was like quite flexible with me. I was just like, right, okay, well, you can work part time and I'll let you go. You know, he let me go to like wrestle whenever I wanted. Um, and again, like I lasted like maybe two or three months in that. And then it just got to a point where I was just like, right, you know what? I'm just going to do rest. I'm just going to wrestle full time. Because um, the summer came about, uh, this is like summer of 2017. This is like last summer. Right. Um, which is crazy to think like this was only like a year ago. Yeah. Um, and like, 
and yeah, like I was just I started doing the summer camps um, last summer, which was like my first summer on the camps. Which is again like doing the Butlins camps as well is like a, a real experience in itself. Um, it's like again, it's something that everyone should do, like to become a better wrestler. It, it really does make you a better wrestler, and it, it it's a real test of like whether you want to do this for a living or not is if you can survive like a summer on the camps maybe just explain for like some of our listeners like here in canada and the states what butlins is because it's a very british thing and we don't really have those kind of places over here oh yeah so like butlins and there's a few of this so there's a few companies butlins haven pontins um they're like it's like a holiday resort by the seaside like in the uk so like people go so like when people can't when people don't want to go like abroad on holiday, they'll take their family and their kids to these holiday resorts, which is basically like an all-in type of thing where you have a hotel on site, you have like they have like entertainment and shows and stuff, and like they have like play areas, have swimming pools and water parks, and it's all like an it's like a resort within itself. It's like a it's like a little town within itself, right? Um, and then like one of the entertainment uh, things on these resorts is like professional wrestling and it's something that's been like wrestling's been like a a thing on these resorts for like 60 70 years now like brian dixon used to run the resorts before and like that now the resorts are run by like a company called ngw and like they've always they've always been like a staple in britain in terms of like entertainment on the camps and like all these different companies that have all these different promotions that they've contracted to like run these shows and like the best thing about the camps for a, for, for like a young wrestler or like any wrestler is the fact that there's a lot of them throughout the year which means that like you get a lot of experience you get a lot of reps in but then you get a lot of work as well so like you know it's good it's good money in terms of like the volume of work so you could be in the summertime you could be wrestling like five or six times a week um and then you could be getting paid five or six times a week as well. So it's like, it's all pretty cool. Like, and you stay over in the chalets and stuff and like all the lads are together and like, there's a real camaraderie and like a real brotherhood that, that develops there. And you make some, you know, you make some really good friends. Like some of the mates, some of, some of my best mates that I've made through wrestling have been like traveling because of the camps and stuff. Um, just the hours in the car together. You like, you spend five hours in the car with someone, you get to know them pretty well. Absolutely. You kind of have no choice. Yeah. Um, and then like with, there's some lads that I've done this with like, probably like a hundred times now right um so you get to know that person really well so it's it's, the whole experience is vital i would say in my opinion for someone especially like if they want to you know have a serious whack at this wrestling stuff i'd imagine and i may be wrong here but it's going to be a completely different crowd because it's it's not going to be your wrestling fans who see these shows so does that put more onto you to to bring out the entertainment element rather than so much the wrestling yeah absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. like you, it, it teaches it teaches you how to become an entertainer whilst at the same time teaching you how to become a good wrestler because you're just doing it so many times um throughout the week um and like you'll find like especially on the camps and stuff it's just it's a bunch of kids that want to be there and they want to enjoy it and like all the parents that have been kind of probably dragged along by the kids I don't really want to be there so it's almost that thing of all right i need to entertain these kids but then at the same time like i need to do something that piques like you know the dad's interest or the mum's interest or whatever and like it was one of the lessons we were always taught it was just like the kids are probably going to enjoy it anyway if you're if you're a half decent wrestler that you know that knows what they're doing the kids will probably enjoy it anyway 
it's like the bored dad in the front row that's like, all right, well, you know, this is this is a load of you know this is a load of crap um, that you need to kind of get. And like we've always, it was always that thing of like, wait to that dad. If you can get, if you can entertain that dad in the audience, that means you've done a good job. Yeah. Because it takes a lot. Now, like it takes a lot to entertain someone who doesn't really want to be there. Completely. Um, so like, yeah. Um, it's always been like, and again, like you do it five times a week, you're doing it five times a week in terms of in, in front of like a fresh crowd every time or like every week, there'll always be like a new bunch of people that come in. So it's not like, it's not like at an indie show where like people recognize you. So like when your music plays, you get like a reaction or whatever. A lot of times at the camps, your music plays and people are all right, all right, go on, come out, let's see what you got type of thing. Um, so it's just one of those things where, um, you never like you, you're always a new you're always fresh and new it's almost like wrestling it's wrestling in front of a new crowd every single time right. so you've got to go out and entertain that crowd all over again the same way and it's it's a real it's a real test it's a real test of like your love for wrestling and was it around this time you came up with your dancing gimmick um or had you yeah, had it like, before then yeah it was kind of like when I moved, so when I moved to the UK, it was one of those things where I was just like, right, like there's clearly there's something different about me in terms of like how I look and stuff, and um, so like I've always been like I've always been a big fan of like banger music and stuff, um, just from when I was young, and like it was almost that thing of like what can I bring that is like completely different to what anyone is doing right now, um, and it was that thing of. I'd always, so like at weddings and stuff, especially like, so like most of the weddings that I've been to as a kid and like even as an adult have all been like Asian weddings, Indian, Pakistani weddings and stuff. And like the fun ones always involve like loads of dancing and it's generally loads of dancing to like Bollywood music or like Bangra music. Um, and like I've always been like, it's, it almost gets to a stage where like at a wedding, you'll have like a bunch of people watching and there'll be a stage in the middle or like a dance floor and everyone would like go and like you know perform or like you know entertain a crowd and like it's very similar to wrestling yeah. where everyone's there and like you know everyone's shouting and you know cheering for you and stuff and like it gets really serious to the point where like people like, people will like choreograph dance routines and stuff at weddings and all that stuff and I've been a part of, of stuff like that which is like it gets crazy um, but it ends up becoming like a performance and it's like. It's almost like entertainment for like you know people that come to the wedding and stuff. It's like you know people that are at the wedding dancing, and it's almost you know it's just it's just one of those things that's uh, that we've always done and I've I've always taken part in like from a young age. And so like it was that thing of like I can literally just pick that up and put it in a wrestling environment and this and package it up in a certain way um, with like a character and a gimmick or whatever that could probably be quite different and be entertaining. Um, so like, that's where, that's where all that came about. It was just like, especially like if you're run, if you're a young wrestler, one of the hardest things to do is come up with a character that people can recognize or that people can relate to. Um, so like, that's where all that came along. And like the song that I use, the Punjabi MC song that I use as well as like my entrance theme was always like, it was that thing of like, all right, what's the one song that people would recognize, especially in the UK, like where I'd be wrestling, like what's the one song that people would recognize and like, you know, jam to or enjoy and stuff. And it was always that song. And like that song's become like, 
it's almost had like a resurgence now as well where like there's like a couple of adverts on tv where like you know that that play that song and stuff um and then like just over the last 15 20 years just like the british asian culture kind of infusing and like interacting with like you know becoming it's almost become part of like the being british almost um so like people recognize it people can relate to it like you know especially at, like wrestling shows and stuff everyone's got like everyone everyone have like an asian friend that they had in school or like you know someone you know someone that they have at work and stuff because it's just we've become part of this community which is you know which is obviously like a great thing to see and like i've kind of like taken all that and brought it into like the wrestling world um type of thing and like it's it's worked it's it's worked quite well it's working really well i mean i genuinely think you have one of the uh the best entrances going at the moment it's whenever i watch your your videos on youtube and like progress and stuff it's like it gets everyone going like it works tremendously yeah and it is it, it literally is that is just that's always been like it's it was always my job at weddings as well where like if it if things ever got quiet and stuff it's just like right go on go 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 do some stuff get entertain these people <laughs> the people are getting bored so i was just like all right okay cool and like again like i said i've just i brought it into this and like one of the most important things is the thing one of the things that captivated me like as a child was like an entrance um like something like the undertaker or Shawn michaels coming out or like i remember like edge would come out um with like a certain with like a certain fire about him yeah um and it was just like all right one of the most important things in wrestling is the entrance because the first thing people see or like the first um the first sense that is activated is sound because of the music that's the first thing you hear and then the first thing you see is like the person coming out and doing their entrance um so like uh, and it's, it's it's something that i'll always tell like any any new wrestler or any trainee is like think about your character and like your entrance and stuff as well because like it's like it's the first thing that people see so like before the bell even rings like you can have entertain the crowd up to the point where like they're invested in you now and like anything that you do like whether you're a good guy whether you're playing a good guy or a bad guy like they can invest in you now because of what you were doing in your entrance what what your face was like um you know how you got the people to interact whether again whether in a good way or a bad way um it's always it's it, it, it's a big thing it's a, it's very important is like an entrance before like the bell even rings so like it always say like your performance doesn't start when the bell rings your performance starts the second your music plays um so like I always, I was always very like as much as like I'm still working. Even now, I'm working to become like as good as I can in the ring. It's very important for. It was always very important for me to have like a, an entrance that people can kind of like, that can kind of pique people's attention, so to speak. Where if they are on the phone or whatever, they see me come out and they're just like, ah, now nah, like, forget whatever's on my phone. I want to see this guy. And like, that's kind of our job. Our job is like you know, as sports entertainers or professional wrestlers, whatever you want to call it, is to have people want to watch us. Um, and that, like, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, is like the people want to watch you. When people see you on a match graphic or when people see you on like a poster, it's just, do they get excited or are they just like, meh, whatever. So it's, it's always one of those things that I've always tried to work on. Absolutely. Um, I know we're running out of time now there's just a couple more things i want to uh talk about with you if you don't mind 
Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Go on. Um, I've gone on. I've gone on a lot, and I've talked a lot. <laughs> no, it's great. It's all great <laughs> stuff. Um, so the Sheffield Progress show. Um, uh, yeah. I heard. Well, I'll let you tell it, but I heard a great story about you actually getting booked uh, for the main Progress show in Pro in Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it was a pretty good, <laughs> it's a pretty wild story. Um, so like. Having come when I, when I came back to the UK and stuff, like I'd always anytime like progress was uh, local, like in Manchester or Sheffield or whatever, like because I already had the relationship like with them because I trained there and stuff, so like I knew all the guys and stuff. Like I'd always go down and help with the ring and like help set up and stuff, and it all it kind of gave me an excuse to like obviously one watch the show and like learn from the guys in the ring, but also like you know be around be around the guys that like I knew from the start type of thing, um, especially like. A bunch of like the the wrestlers that would that would be on the show. They they were the guys that were like training at the time that I was training as well. Um, so like it was just another routine thing where I had a Sunday off. It was in December, just like literally like what five months ago. Um, and I messaged John Briley, one of the lads that uh, runs 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 Progress, and I asked him like a few days before. I was like, oh, do you mind if I come down and help out? I've got a Sunday free. I'm not booked, so like I'll you know I'll just come down and help out watch a show, you know, meet the lads and, you know, have a good time. Uh, and, like, number one rule, and, again, this is number one rule for anyone. Like, if you're going to a show to help out, you always bring your gear. Like, always bring your gear. Um, so, as per, like, I had my gear in the car. I went down. Like, there was a couple of us that went down, um, drove down to the show, went down, said hi to the boys and stuff, helped out, helped set up the ring, helped set up the chairs. Um... I remember that day, there was a lot of snow around the country, except up north, um, and, like, a bunch of lads, like, got stuck, so, like, Pete, Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bay, I think, got stuck in Ireland, because they were doing OTT the night before, uh, Flash Morgan Webster got stuck in, like, the Midlands somewhere, because he missed his train and stuff, and, like, again, I didn't know any of this at that time, I was at Sainsbury's buying a sandwich, getting some food. <laughs> Legit, like I was, I was getting some food so, like, you know, I could feed myself throughout the show, um, which I was planning on watching, you know, from like from the balcony or whatever. Um, and then, like, I get a message from John saying, "Oh, do you wanna, do you wanna wrestle?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, why? How? Wait, what?" And then I looked on Twitter and stuff, and I saw like a bunch of people, like a bunch of wrestlers, tweeting out saying, "Oh, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it to the Progress Show because we've been stuck in snow, or our flights got cancelled, or whatever." So I'm like, "Right, cool, awesome." Like, I guess, I guess I'm on, I guess I'm on the show now. So I went back, I went back to the uh, to the O2, um, and Jim, John, and Glenn were there, and they were like, "Right, yeah, you're on the show." And there was me. Uh, there was a few of us actually that ended up getting onto the show. Um, there was me, Gabriel Kidd, Saxon Huxley, and a Spanish lad called Adam Chase that ended up getting on the show as well. All of us were like snow substitutes, so to speak. Um, <laughs> so like me, Saxon, and Gabe ended up uh, ended up taking part in like the eight man uh, scramble match. So they, they had like an eight man scramble match, and instead of turning it into like a four way or a five way, they were like, "All right, we've advertised an eight man. We'll give him an eight man." Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll chuck these new guys in there. And like, I was looking, like, I was looking at like all the guys in this eight man. I was like, like everyone's like, well known. The other five guys that were in the match were all like progress. Like they, they'd wrestled for progress before. And like 
Saxon people would know who he was because he, he, he was he, he was part of like the first WWE, you know, the UK tournament. Um, even Gabe as well, like Gabe had done a lot of stuff for like what culture and um, and he'd been around for a while and like people knew who he was. Um, and then there's me who's kind of like, well, I've been wrestling for a little bit. Some people might know who I am, but like I've kind of like no one, like I'll have to come out and like my thing was right. No one's gonna know who I am. I'm just gonna have to come out and give it like the biggest entrance of my life, so to speak. <laughs> and I was just like, if I, it's an eight man, it's an eight man scramble match. I don't know how much like you know stuff I'm gonna get to show. The least I can do is get them on an entrance, so to speak. Um, so I just remember being stood in the back, uh, waiting to go out. And all like I said, like not really had time to think about this at all. Like it's all kind of come come about, you know, all of a sudden. So like didn't really have time to get nervous or anxious or whatever. Um, I went, you know, we went and changed, changed into my gear, got to the, got to the stage, waiting to come out. Like all the other guys come out. Um, and I think I was like fifth or sixth out. I can't remember. Um, but like my music plays and luckily because we were in Sheffield and like by that time, like a lot of the stuff that I've done was mainly up North. Um, and I didn't realize this, like a lot of fans, like people from like Newcastle, like, People from all over the country go to Sheffield, like go to like progress shows and stuff, which is crazy. So like, if it's someone that you've performed in front of in like a social club in like Sunderland, they'll go to like the progress show when it's in Sheffield. Uh, um, so like, my music played and everyone like kind of reacted, and I was just like, oh, they do, they do know who I am. And then like again, like I said, like my whole plan was I'll get them on the entrance. Like I'll, I'll I've, I've got to, I've got to try and like you know. I've got to pique their interest on the entrance. So, like, I came out and, like, again, I had nothing planned, but I kind of, like, just came out and gave it whatever. Um, just gave it the bangra. I don't know. Whatever it was. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, you know, even beforehand, like, I told, I told like, I, th- I think I remember asking John saying, like, am I all right just taking, like, an extra 30 minutes, 30 seconds to a minute just on my entrance? And he was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, go for it. Absolutely. Um so like all that happened, I did the roll and the head nip that, and, I, and again like it's 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 just it's one of those things that's just kind of choreographed as I've gone on, um, in terms of like seeing whatever works or what you know what works with it, and um, yeah, it was like it was it was it's it, it once you get that feedback from an audience, any audience, obviously that day was quite special, but like when you get that feedback from any audience, it just it spurs you on even more, and it just gives you that confidence where like it's just like all right, they're coming for me here, so like. You can kind of, you know, it, it helps you with your performance. Um, so yeah, like, and then like the the match happened and stuff, and it was all it was all pretty crazy. And then like I remember like my Twitter kind of going off after as well. Um, uh, and then like yeah, it all kind of like that kind of. To be honest, after that day, and I remember it was December tenth, twenty seventeen. Like after that day, like this weird self belief thing kind of blew over me in my head, where I was just like, right. This is it. I can, I can, I can make, I, I can really make something out of this now. Like, and it's almost one of those things where step by step, as things have happened, my self belief's grown in myself, and it's almost been like, all right, what's next? All right, what can I do next? Which is kind of like, weirdly enough, strangely enough, like led us here. <laughs> so, so yeah, like Sheffield was a pivotal point. So you, um, you would put that day to like 
building you up to this WWE moment that you're going to get very soon. Um, yeah, I guess so, I would say. Or building yeah, that like, confidence within just, yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just like, I, like I remember like even after, after that Sheffield show, I ended up doing uh, one, of, one of their Progress Dome shows, which is like a smaller show that they run uh, down in London and stuff. And like, and I know like Progress have like a relationship with WWE um, and like, I think like, they would have sent like my stuff across to WWE and stuff, and like I guess like because I've never like had a tryout or anything like that. They kind of went off what they saw in terms of footage and stuff, um, and I guess that's what piqued their interest a little bit, um, which has kind of led us to here. And like obviously from December onwards, like I've just been busy, and like this year has been like very busy for me in terms of like wrestling and work and stuff. So. Um, I guess so, like, I don't know, I'm kind of, again, it's that thing of, I'm in it, so, like, I don't really realise what's going on, sure. type of thing, because I'm kind of, like, too busy just trying to keep up with the pace that things are moving, because, like, things have moved really fast, and, like, I'm always very wary of, like, keeping my feet on the ground and keeping my head screwed on and, like, you know, just trying to work hard and, like, it's almost like a mental, I wouldn't say, like, a battle, but it's like a mental task of keeping up keeping up with the pace of how things are going, just being like, all right, you know, one step at a time and whatever. So, like, obviously this WWE thing came along and they got in touch and, you know, they asked me to be part of this tournament and, like, I've got a match against Zach Gibson in a few weeks and stuff like that. So, like, it's just, all right, okay, one day at a time, keep going to the gym, keep eating right, keep training, keep wrestling on shows and stuff and keep, keep staying mentally ready for it and, like, it's what I like the one thing that I've learned in like two and a half, three years in wrestling is like as much as it is like a physical game, like the real factor of success that like that, that can determine your success is like your mental attitude and like as much as it is a physical game, it's very much a mental game as well. Awesome. So like yeah, I've talked a lot. I've said a lot. It's been great, <laughs> it's been awesome. Um and you're actually, I don't think I've mentioned this, you're, you're going to be the first ever Pakistani-born wrestler in WWE. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. insane. So, like, I, 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 again, it's one of those things I didn't think about it. And then, like, I remember going home and stuff. And I remember, I think it was my sister or my mum. And, and, like, she mentioned it. And they were just like, oh, like, I don't, like, have they ever, have they ever hired, like, someone that was born in Pakistan? And then, like, I'm a bit of a history buff anyway, and, like, I, I like to think I know all my, like, I know my stuff. And, like, I thought back, and I was just like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And, like, um, it's just, again, it's one of those things where, like, my Pakistani heritage, like, I was born there, like, I went to primary school there and stuff, and, like, it's very important, it's a very important part of, like, who I am, and it's kind of shaped me. Um, and, like, I always think, like, as, as, as British as I am, and, like, as much as United Kingdom has, like, England has shaped me into who I am Pakistan's almost had that similar type of influence on me as well and like you know I'm dual national I've got like two passports and like I speak the language and stuff like that so it's just it's always been very important to me and like you know being that like first ever is like the coolest thing and again it's one of those things where I'll probably realize the magnitude of it in like 10 years time but like right now it's just like yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool, isn't it? I don't, I, it's just, it's a weird one. I don't know. It's just it's just the way it's always been. So, like especially over the last like two years, it's just yeah. I guess this is happening now. 
that's happening now. And I don't know. Scotland is here. Let's see where let's see where it takes us from Amazing. here on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So you're facing Zach Gibson, first round of the UK King of the Ring Championship. Uh, UK tournament. UK tournament UK at tournament. Download Festival. Is that right? Yep, yep. The first round's at Download Festival and uh, Royal Albert Hall is June 18th and 19th. Those shows are going to be the continuation of the tournament and I think there's some NXT matches on that show as well. Uh, Shawn Michaels has just been announced making his return, which is going to be awesome. Uh, there's going to be like, there's going to be all of like British guys there. Um, hopefully, I'll be there as well. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna it, 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 like this Royal Albert Hall show. Like the Download show and the Royal Albert Hall show are gonna be very like important and pivotal moments in terms of how how like the WWE UK brand goes forward with type of thing. Um, there's like we're all hoping that there's big plans for like WWE UK. Um, we're hoping that like we kind of get our own brand one day soon. Um, so like it's there's a lot of exciting things that are, that are that are to come in the next year. Um, things like I said for me, things have moved fast. They'll probably move faster from now on. I'm hoping that they do. Um, and it is just a case of like trying to work mentally and physically to try and keep up with it. But yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's, it's going to be awesome. Like Royal Albert Hall is going to be one of the best. Like. It's going to be an amazing experience. I can't wait. To, I, can't, I can't wait. To. I'm I'm gutted. I'm not in London for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure really you'd have gutted. been there as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Uh, Amir, thank you so much for your time. Uh, do you have any final comments? Anything else you want to say before signing off? Um, no, no. I've talked. You've said I a lot. I can talk for days. <laughs> I can talk for days. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know if that was like good or what. No, but, this um, has been fantastic. Really, all really you. interesting stuff. And yeah. Thank you so no, much for but your like, time. It is, nah, I appreciate it, man. It's just, it's one of those things where, like, this is kind of like, it's, 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 it's been, it's been an amazing journey for the last like three years. Like, professional wrestling, it's been the best three years of my life so far, and like. It sky's the limit. Like, it, like it's, it's what I'll always say is like, if you if you stick your mind to something and if like a lot of sacrifices on the way and a good work ethic and stuff, like magical things can happen. And like, I'm like an example of that for me anyway. So like, absolutely. And not to get like motivational on everyone, but like everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every, everyone, go do what you want to do because like it can happen. It it genuinely can happen, even though you might not think it'll ever happen. Type of thing. So. Great, yeah. thank you very Go much. Go for it. Go get them. <laughs> uh, you deserve every bit of success you get. I wish you all nah, the best. Thank you, mate. I so nice it. chatting to you again. Um, and yeah, Cheers, the sky's man. the thank limit. You very much. So thank you thank very you, much. Thank you, man. Cheers, Amir. Cheers. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was me with Amir Jordan. Um, thank you very much. Uh, up next, every Thursday, myself, David Portman, and Braden Harrington will be giving you. Updates on NXT. Hopefully we'll get some more interviews like this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Um, at Davey Portman, at the Brady. That's our Twitter and Instagram. Follow Post Wrestling. Follow up next. Thank you very much.
Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.